You're lucky we found you by the shore before the tide rose. Reckon you knew around here cause these clothes ain't very rumplank at all. Said the young and brightly colored Gamayan pirate to the now conscious girl on the shore. Lucky. Where I come from and where I go. There is no luck to be called upon. Well, you might as well tell me where you're from. Might be able to get you in a boat to wherever the heck you washed up from. Plus, what the heck's going on with your eyes? They're like bleeding. Bracta reaches to her eyelids and wipes the blood. I have been a voyager for a while now. There were, in such voyages, incalculable local dangers, as well as that shocking final peril which givers unmentionably outside the Order universe, where no dreams reach that last amorphous blight of nethermost confusion which blasphemes and bubbles at the center of all infinity. The boundless demon sultan whose name no lips dare speak aloud and who gnaws hungrily in inconceivable, unlighted... Wench, you sure you didn't bunk your head or something? You're spewing nonsense now. I think you might be in one of them boats that smuggle slaves to Chelix, you know? You're giving funny herbs to lure you to the boats. Might be why you're talking nonsense now. Chambers beyond time, amidst the muffled, maddening beating of vile drums and the thin, monotonous whine of accursed flutes. Ain't no shame in making some treasure in selling back a wench slave to Chelix. Plus, you seem to be still high from them funny herbs. Why don't you come with me here yonder and we'll get you on your merry way with yours truly making some coin on the side, huh? The Gamayan pirate grabs Bracta by the hand. A college of images flashes into his mind. The gigantic ultimate gods dancing slowly to detestable pounding and piping, and absurdly the blind, voiceless, tenebrous, mindless other gods whose soul and messenger is crawling chaos. His eyes get slowly sunken in, sucked by an unknown force freshly arrived to these lands. The pirate screams, but his throat is slowly drowned in ink, and his voice changes to a deaf, empty arrangement of otherworldly language. The Gamayun exhales, and from his beak emerges an ink and blood cover octopus. A dazzling sound lent the composition, a gnashing angular monolith, an oozing shrieking horror. That is not that which can eternal lie, and with strange eons even death may die. I think I shall call you Little Clulu.
Hello, everybody, and welcome once again. I am your GM, Jason, and with me, as always, we have the the podcast crew. What's oh, happening? Oh, Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Killing good. it. Killing good, it. Good, good. Very good. We are recording on the 3rd of July. This is a Sunday evening session. So I am going to preemptively apologize for any raucous neighborhood fireworks that you may or may not hear. That's just the, the last remnants of Glitterfest going <laughs> off in the distance there. Absolutely. Juan is elated. <laughs> so excited I need for that. Rizzerk needs to finish designing his his harness for Juan. <laughs> Which could be taken to interesting directions. Yes. Oh <laughs> All Again, right. into the after dark. Look at us. I mean, anything with Juan. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Juan's, uh, Juan's image, a triple X after dark only. Rizzerk is pure in heavy air quotes uh, in the sense that he's thinking like, okay, like child on a leash. Nothing dirty comes to his mind when he thinks of Juan because he's just such a bumbling fool so far. <laughs> he's charismatic and, and likable, but he seems to be kind of a fool. <laughs> yeah, and I can tell you it's the complete opposite when you talk harness with Juan. So, yeah, there's that. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, this is an interesting question. Your vehicles. Do you bring them to the car wash? Do you wash them by yourself, by hand? Or are you like me when I was in high school, just let just let Mother Nature give her a bath every now and then? Oh, it is definitely door number three for me. Uh, we've got a, a Mini Cooper. My wife uh, loves, loves the Mini Cooper. Will not stand another vehicle. Um, but she also does not does not care about the exterior of it. And in fact, a little while back, she had a, a little bit of a fender bender uh, and somebody busted up her bumper on her car. Uh, and, you know, it, it was the it was the plastic bit uh, on the on the very outside there. And, and it started, you know, it was it was ripped uh, from from breaking there. And uh, mechanics used a bunch of zip ties and Frankenstein this thing together. I'm talking like like a line of like 12 stitches that was like a for a break that was about a foot long in this big plastic yeah. portion of the car. She don't give, she don't give a care. She don't give a care one about that. And so, um, uh, especially when it's like pollen season, our car, it's a yellow car during those, during those months. I, I'm a bi-weekly washer, but that's just cause the roads around here are 90% gravel or freshly paved, uh, fake pavement where they just they just pour gravel down and then pour oil over top of it and let people drive on it to pack it into concrete or not concrete uh, cement yeah. so because of that this time of year is real messy um so yeah i wash i'll take it to the car wash but i wash it by my by hand no uh giant spinning brushes here i cannot believe that they found a way to make you guys do the labor of packing it down that means that they just did a, they released a beta of the road and then had you kind of finish it out from there. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the ruts are really good once it rains. Really channels the water into people's driveways generally. So we, we wash the car 
probably maybe once or twice a year. But that's, yeah, Cynthia, <laughs> Cynthia's laughing <laughs> off of uh, off the mic here. Um, but it's mainly because, like, I like to wa- hand wash cars. That's always been something I've loved to do, but we've never had a home to do it. So, I mean, at this point in time, I keep telling her every time we go down to use the car, it's just like, yeah, it's dirty. It has pollen. It has dust. It still has, like, Salt Lake City dust on it, even from all the rain <laughs> showers we've had here. Um but I'm going to wash it when we have our house and it's going to be so much fun. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> yeah. I am a hand washer myself. I, I, um, I, I go all out. So I have a pressure washer. I have the foam cannon. I have all of the, the chemicals and the soaps and all, all the whatnot. Um, I know that that is not the, the most environmentally friendly way to wash a vehicle. I know car washes are able to recycle that gray water and use it again, but um, there's something so meditative and relaxing about washing a car that I, at least the, the way, what I find. And I, the reason I ask is I spent pretty much today hand washing the car, clay barring it, and then I threw on a ceramic coating on the new vehicle. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, you got you got your dips and your waxes. My dips, my waxes, my soaps, my my cleaners, all the stuff. Now it's Incredible. just out for a, a sick custom underglow job. Maybe uh, tint out the back windows into a nice. I like, do. I do plan on. Color. Yeah. I do uh, plan on tinting the windows at some point. I need to get that so, done. Everybody yeah. always goes with the blue black, but I'm a big fan of matching your colors car. Or your car's color, rather. Yeah. So I'm a big yeah, fan of hot pink. That. <laughs> what about you, Rachel? Oh, you know, if it gets dirty enough, I'll take it through a car wash. Uh, mm-hmm. But the car is outside of my realm of responsibilities, so I largely ignore <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. notice that in in most partnerships, there is there is one person who is the designated car person. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm glad it is not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the designated persons, designated persons, the designated person for this hideout is Malar Khan. And you'll remember um, that last we left off, the party had made their way to the Iron Eels hideout they successfully, I might add, they successfully managed to talk and influence some of the guards that were outside the door that they were actually being summoned by Malarkhan. Uh, but once they went inside, that did not go so well. And uh, Wan Jik firing off a flintlock pistol, some a black powder pistol inside the the quarters of the Iron Eels promptly broke that deception a fight ensued and you, you managed to take out three of the goons including the, and then on top of that the the cook of the hideout an orpok by the name of clancy who Squoton. was Squoton clancy no 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 is that not oh, okay that was different 
Very good. Yes, the first mate is somebody completely different. Oh no. Okay, Clancy yeah. the cook. Thank you. Clancy the cook. Yeah. Who was um who you interrupted cuz he was in the middle of making a shrimp gumbo including a an, a magical orpok additive when Mr. Roden there proceeded to wolf down turned his fists into stone. And now you find yourselves on the second floor, right at the top of the stairs, on the veranda, as Sill snuck their way over to the edge of the veranda and tried, tried to sing a tune. Oh, I did sing a tune. It just didn't sound very good. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're no, you're no Pavarotti <laughs> in this situation. And as I mentioned, we are at the top of the round. We're going to be rolling some initiative right here. So let's see. Let's pull this up. Oh, by the way, I should mention for the listeners that we, this is the beginning of a new recording session. So we are full up on hero points again. So everybody has one. And proceeding forward, well, what's going to happen is... I myself am able to award hero points or the party can petition for me to award the hero points to one of their compatriots. So we might come across that. All right. So let's grab everybody right here. So in this situation, should Syl use performance for initiative since they were actively singing? That's such a great question. Awesome. That is that that is exactly what you can what you can do where Syl can go ahead and use performance and I will have each of you roll initiative yourselves. Right. Natural one for, for old Roden. It's great. Oh no. People. Me too. Juan gets a natural one as well. Huzzah! And, and okay, so the, the dice reversal, the, the long-weighted dice reversal has finally occurred. I'm rolling terribly, and Jason has rolled some absolute rocks for initiative. Good start. Good start. Yeah. Yeah. Could this be the turnaround? Could this be the episode where where the foundry curse is, has been lifted and thrust upon somebody else? No, no, we're just we'll getting see. the bad rolls out of the way. Yeah. Just getting <laughs> them out of the way, wasting them on initiative, no big deal. <laughs> Hopefully not, because Rizzerk's out of magic healing, so... Good luck! <laughs> you bleed. Good All luck, right. everybody else. Alright, so we're gonna go into initiative right here. And so this is, this is actually the thing that I've been waiting for all week is to find out whether Pecky Pack's advice on singing to these blood mice will soothe them or if Pecky Pack gave us a big Pecky Pack of lies. <laughs> well, um, when you, if you have, if you're continue to have Syl performing for you, who knows if that's going to be the case or not. Uh, Syl is actually trained in performance. Hopefully sometime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do this. The at the top of round one, let's go initiative to the blood mouse. The the small, I should say, mechanically the size is tiny, 
mouse that has a very demogorgon like mouth with a pointed proboscis coming right out of the mouth at the tip of its tail there's a little pom-pom um that has something going on who knows we'll see if people can roll some recall knowledge well the blood mouse goes first and immediately scurries up to sill so i'm gonna need a couple things first sill this thing, so this first action is going to come up to you. The second action, it is going to go ahead and target you. And let's let's do a little, a good old strike. How about, how about that? Well, that's not going to do it. That's going to be a, that's going to be a critical miss. And we're going to go for a second strike. Let's see. And that is going to be another miss. So the mouse scurries forward and tries to sink its proboscis into the into the flesh of Sill's thigh and miss and miss. And we will pass the turn. Well, the Gamayan gets to go next. So this thing will go ahead and target Sill and launch a dart at Sill. <laughs> and that is going to be a hit on the money with that dart. A dart flies through the air, Sill, and embeds itself right into your shoulder for five damage. All right. Tis but a scratch. It's a... It's not great. Tis but a wee COVID shot. You'll be good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I always trust pirates to give out COVID shots. Yeah. <laughs> that is what they're known for historically, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, the uh, the Gamayan will rush forward and say, and as uh, she says, don't worry about it, Squints. Just go ahead. Just go ahead and take this one out with me as she rushes forward and then tries to slash at so with a dagger and misses and the turn will be passed to procta all right i don't like this nicey uh things just taking away seal's health so what i am going to do is move towards Sil, because Fracta is over here in the back with her friends. Um, I'll do a full move. What Fracta is going to do is going to try, she's going to try to daze um, this mousy thing. Let's see if we can accomplish that. Alright. Well, that's going to be a success. Well. <laughs> um, so that'll be half damage. Yep. That's uh, two damage then. And I think that's everything that Practic can do in this turn. Okay. We will pass the turn to Syl. All right. Syl is going to go ahead and do a twin feint. So kind of stab at the mouse with the dagger. So the first one, that'll be a hit. And you get to make a second one. And that second one, the creature will be flat-footed. All right, so there's a 
Here's the damage from the first one. Five damage. Five damage. Yeah. I figure a mouse has got around five. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to modify that. So five less, so 11 to hit. That will be a mess. All right. And being badly injured, Syl is going to take this opportunity to retreat back towards the rest of the group. All right. Rizzerk, you're up. All right. Let's talk about this stairwell that I'm in. Um, I'm a pretty big fella. Can I reach up and just pull myself over the railing as a difficult movement? Five feet? Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say that you can do that if with a difficult... That is difficult terrain, yeah. Cool, so that'll be... Yeah, ten just to... Uh, uh, just to climb right over. And then it'll actually uh, see and still pretty, pretty banged up. We'll... Uh, move forwards a little bit more and kind of create an, an iron wall with his full move. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Yeah, he'll, uh... just kind of snap his fingers and between them some electricity will spark as I'm going to release a, an electric arc on this this pirate. Alright. So to bo both of them, right? Yeah, the pirate first? Yes. And that's going to be a failure, and to the mouse second. That will also be a failure, so full damage to both. Nice. Oh, I rolled a big old one on that d4 for a total of four points of electricity damage. And, uh, yeah, he'll just kind of stand imposingly. Alright, alright. Wanjek. Alright, so after watching Reserk's um, awesome feat there with incredible uh, athletics and agility, just jumping over, Juan's like, I'm going to do something cool too. Um, I'm going to have Juan jump on top of this barrel here. There's a barrel by the railing up the stairs. Is that something I can do? Sure. Alright. So just so he can get a better aim as he moves there, he's going to... Um, I guess, would it take two actions to load and fire, or is it going to take two actions to get the gun out and then load it? I can't. Your your gun is probably preloaded. I think you carry. Okay. I think you walk around with with a, with a bullet in the chamber. Uh, okay. Does that sound correct? Especially when we're in an enemy fortress like this. Maybe not in town, but we're clearly up, clearly up to no yeah. good right now. So okay. yes, you would. Um, yeah, it would be loaded. Perfect. Okay, then I guess second action will be to take it out uh, since I'm not using that um, stride thing. And I'm going to take aim at... Let's see if I can finish off the mouse. Alright, take an aim, firing for a 17. And that'll be a hit. Boom. Damages a whopping three. Alright. Alright. Well, this thing the is this thing isn't dead, but it's nearly there. Roden, you are up. Speaking of dead, uh, Roden. Um, so these things are pretty far away, and my problem is that mountain stance uh, reduces your speed by five feet. So, hang on. yeah, I'm gonna have to just uh, spend two move actions to even get in there. Uh, ooh, 
You can always move dangerous. up, and uh, to the left of Rizerk, there's a door. You could always just walk up and open the strange door. Could just open a door and hopefully start a second fight at the same time. That would it's how be... I it's how I prefer to do them all at once. That is, that is definitely one option. You can get them done faster that way for sure. I think you can get them over with yeah. uh, using that technique. I think uh, I'm going to go ahead and spend two actions to move in. Um, that actually does not leave me enough time to even do flurry of blows, so I am going to use my regular, uh, extremely lethal stone fist. Uh, that I got from drinking all that gumbo in our last episode. Uh, and I'm, what, what I'm going to use to do that is a flurry of blows. Uh, so here comes two attacks. Against whom? Against the, the rat on the floor. A oh. nine to hit the first, 18 on the second one. The 18 will hit. Okay. Uh, excellent. Then I will go ahead and give it, give it the damage. Give it this extremely lethal rock damage here. Seven points of bludgeoning lethal fist damage. As the blood mouse falls and you just hear this Gamayan scream saying, oh no, Squints! How do you kill Squints the companion? Uh, I, I just kind of... Uh... Um, get down low to the ground and uh, that way it's really easy for me to just reach up over my head and then come down on it with a flat palm like I'm swatting a mosquito. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. That, blood, that blood mouse, boom. Mosquitoized. Alright. Blood mouse sticker on the floor. <laughs> exactly. Alright, the Gamayan gets to go next and... Not liking the fact that you killed her buddy. She is going to go ahead and start singing this mournful melody. And I need everybody. I don't like it. Everybody to make a will save. Oh, okay. I I kind of like it. If I'm going to make a save, that's what Rizzard wants to make. I don't like it. Juan with his natural one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Rodin also with a natural one. Oh no. One. All right, all right. You know, you mentioned that we we got some hero points at the beginning of the session. I think I'm gonna go ahead and use mine on that one. Okay. Well actually actually uh, uh yeah, I feel like I feel like a critically failing a save is the time to do it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Is Sarah, is Juan going to go ahead and uh, spend their hero point? I don't think so. I think Juan's just going to go along with it. (laughs) Let's see what happens. Well, Juan remembers this this feeling all too well as when you fail, you become slowed one. Just like last time. And everybody else seems to succeed. I just pictured that as like Whitney Houston's I will always love you from this Gamayan pirate. That is so mournful. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Squids. Yeah. And I will always remember you. Squids. Juan was caught up. He's just teary. And now he's just, he can't focus. He's just moving so slow. Just, oh, it is a, yeah. It's a oh, moving, man. it's a moving song for sure. Berserk's been uh, around long enough that uh, 
he's heard a lot better, even when it comes to mournful songs. <laughs> Rupito, the the female Gamayan pirate, does manage to stab the big ol' Noel right after she she let out that awful, awful rendition, but still seemed to affect Juan. Stabbing at Roden for a mighty three. A mighty oh. three damage. Oh, right in the spleen. Ah. Well, Procta. Right in the spleen. All right. Um, so Procta will come here a bit closer towards Rupido. And what she will do is she will do a... Oh, this is going to be awful. But I will do it. She's going to cast Telekinetic Projectile. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine what she's going to try to throw. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> I, I, I saw where you're going as soon as you said the move, and I love it. Oh, my. Fantastic. Have you ever been slapped in the face by your dead pet before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting into dark places here. Well... She'll try, um, you know, not not really uh, too much uh, condescension to this poor uh, person. Poor mm-hmm. Gamayan pirate who lost her pet. So let's see if, if it connects. Uh, yeah, that's going to connect. God. Proviscus first. Launching at proviscus first, no doubt. Yeah, for <laughs> piercing damage, I'm assuming. <laughs> Juan is very much into this. Keep going, keep going. All right, so let's see how much damage that's going to be. And let's roll. That is seven points of damage towards Rupido with Beefy. the corpse of her dead pet. All right. Oh my, that's terrible. There goes wow. any chance of what I was going to do next turn, which was saving the rat and keeping <laughs> <laughs> You can still try. Oh, no, I'm sure that rat's long gone now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that, that affects your dying condition in some kind of way. <laughs> Half of it is on her face now, so it's like, eh. Oh. Well, Silt, Silt's your turn. Alright, uh... Trying to think if I can throw a knife non-lethally. That just seems weird. But I will move up and throw this knife trying to hit it with the hilt. So it would be non-lethal. And I believe you are out of its range too, right? I moved up. How far is that? I haven't looked at the throwing knife. Is it? I think it's ten feet. Ten feet. It might like be twenty. Well, yeah, we do. We should double check uh, that because I, I was thinking it was twenty. Twenty. Twenty okay, feet. Thank you, Richard. Yeah. Okay. So you are within twenty feet, just right, I think. Yep. yep I think you are within twenty feet. Um, that it will have lesser cover because of Roden. What about but... if I step next to Procta? Let's see. Yeah, yeah, I think you should be good. All right, so I will run up in front of Rizzerk. Thanks for the shield, though, buddy. And then throw this knife. Yeah, just trying my best. 
trying to do non-lethal, so probably minus two on that. That's going to be a miss. Okay. And then... I'll attempt to recall knowledge, despite recall knowledge? not knowing much about anything. Yeah. All right. So that'll be society. Okay. Let me switch to the blind GM. Yeah, you don't know a whole lot about this. That's a Gamayan. Yeah, there's a lot of these around, guys. Yeah. Yep, they they have low light vision. <laughs> yeah, we, I believe we've seen them before. Hey, I've, give, I've given you some helpful information. Yeah. Low light vision, low light helpful, vision. for sure. I'll take it. Rizzerk, you're up. Oh, man. Can't believe she just did that with that rat. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, feeling kind of bad for this Gamayan pirate now. I'm just gonna turn and I am gonna, I am gonna open this door. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So step, interact to open, and you got one more action. Oh, it's a hallway. Yeah, I'll just close the door again. Okay. Sounds good. All right. One check. All right, one's still teary-eyed, of course, about uh, the song. He's just not feeling it. However, he knows that he's still in a battle, so I'll take one action to load up the pistol again, and I'll aim at the Gamayan's leg, hopefully non-lethal. Pistol kapow for 19. That's a hit. All right. He will be doing non-lethal five points of damage. Wiping a tear off his eye. And you said you're doing that non-lethally? Yeah, kind of like aiming for the leg, just trying to, yeah. They fall unconscious. Nice. Alrighty. Alright, there we go. Unconscious. End of the combat. That's so beautiful. You're you're wiping a tear from your eyes. You're blowing the smoke from the barrel. Uh, Syl's going to make sure to pick up that knife and then turn to Rizzerk. I'm bleeding pretty bad here. Do you have some, uh... Yeah. Uh, I checked this door. It's just a hallway, so if Rodan wants to come make sure nobody comes out, uh, it'll take me about ten minutes, but I can probably heal you up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Let me just uh, post up right here. I can lean against this door, and I'm probably heavy enough. Ain't nobody gonna... Well, does the door open in or out? In. (laughs) All right. Well, I, I'm still gonna try it, uh, and it doesn't it doesn't work at all. You you guys open up the door to illustrate it, and Rodin falls in. So while that's happening, do you you can check the blood mouse for monster parts? Ooh, yeah, and I'd like oh, to. Oh, that'd be nice. So and this Gamayan, are they stable or are they seemingly bleeding? If Rizzer takes a look right at the end of this combat. Oh no, they're stable. They're unconscious. Okay. Yeah, he was just making sure because if they were bleeding, he would stabilize them. If not, yeah, he'll start to. Uh, mixing up various kelps and algaes into a thick paste and applying it to uh, to Syl's wounds. Appreciate it. And I treat wounds. All right. Well, Rizzerk is treating Syl. Uh, Prakta is going to go check out the blood mouse and just make drawings out of it in her notebook and check for monster parts. Can you get very accurate drawings after what you did to that mouse? Uh, I will try. <laughs> It's well, I mean, going to be mostly pieces at this moment. Sure. You don't. You don't have to actually do the dissection. It's already been done. 
That is true. You know, one-on-one, one-on-one anatomy of blood mice. <laughs> well, this blood mouse has seven gold pieces worth of monster parts. Wow. And are That's you ready for what you can use it for? Sure. All right, do you, and this is just for refinement since we don't have anything available for imbuing yet. For the refinement, you can do piercing weapons, light armor, perception item, and skill items, and the skills are acrobatics, stealth, and survival. Nice. That's actually pretty decent. Yeah. The, I think the important thing here is the perception item, because there are not a lot of ways to increase your perception in Pathfinder 2. Mm-hmm. But it also gives you enough to um, finish off that stealth item. Yeah, we'll have to think mm. about it. We do that kind of thing at like daily preparations, right? Deciding which we're putting <laughs> it towards. You could do it now, too, if you want to take the time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Imbuing seems like the kind of thing we might want to do back at HQ. I've got enough bulk that I can carry uh, the parts and then good. Yeah. good. Like right now, we are hanging around and treating wounds. Uh, how long does imbuing take, Jason? Um, well, this would be refining because the imbuing oh, is. Ag- no, 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 it's all good. Just for uh, clarification for terminology for our listeners as well, it, this would be considered refining, which is it differs from imbuing in that refining is creating an item imbuing is the equivalent of adding magical properties mm-hmm. to it. So so it is 10 minutes. Uh, with a quick uh, message to Mr. Glicker, we've confirmed that it is 10 minutes to refine. So yeah, there you go. Okay, 10 minutes to collect, 10 minutes to refine. So we'll go ahead and pitch this again toward uh, the stealth item that we're making for silver. I don't mind waiting on that and putting it towards a perception if that's really going to be hard to increase. Yeah, I feel like uh, when our benevolent uh, game master gives us the tidbit of perception being hard to increase in 5 or 2e um, we should take heed of it. But that being said, I'm not against finishing off that stealth item so that we have one finished. You have 7 gold pieces. What you can do is or 7 seven gold worth of monster parts. You can use the, what, how much more do you need? Ten? Uh, three? Yeah, to get to ten. Yep. You can use three of them to finish off the the cloak. Okay. And then um, and then you can use the, you can invest the other four into a perception item. Sounds That's good. Pretty great. We could mm-hmm. put the other yeah. four into I believe that the we're using them on a slashing item or was it piercing item that we're using uh, the other parts that we've gathered? I don't think we decided. We well, did also get... Okay. So we're just carrying those at this point. So okay. we'll have excess. I'll, I will annotate. Okay. Perfect. So we can go ahead and add a cloak to Sill. I want to know what kind of item you guys are thinking of making that helps perception out of these rat guts. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Like a like an ear horn? 
Oh, sure. Maybe? I hadn't thought about hearing. Mm -hmm. I was only thinking about sight, which, of course, is not. Yeah, yeah. rat, rat glasses, <laughs> I think, would be kind of difficult. <laughs> Maybe not. Practice things. Well, I'm, now I'm wondering if, if Peaky Pack, uh, if we should start calling Peaky Pack uh, rat glasses, depending. <laughs> so so uh, did the mouse, like, respond at all to the song? Because uh, we, we were, we heard that it would make them peaceful. I think, well, um, what I heard is it make them run away, I thought. Something more like that okay. than peaceful. But, okay. I mean, I think it was vaguely stated. So up to interpretation. But no. It did not seem to react to my beautiful singing. He also, he also mentioned it being good on swarms in particular. And True. the bigger the swarm and the bigger the song, the more effective it would be. I went back and listened mm -hmm. to that part recently. Oh, good call. Um, so, yeah, it could just be that this one was a pet, so it wasn't quite as susceptible. Or we just didn't roll high enough. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. I, I, I think the only solution is to keep singing to rats and then killing them until we figure things out. There you go. Practor, are you going Practor, to be you the just um, keep of launching them? Oh no! You're going to be the designated <laughs> refiner for the group then, if you like dabbling in monster parts. Oh, like if we encounter more of this? Oh, I meant like refining these monster parts into items. Seems up sure. your lane. Yeah, I can do that. Oh, and I think uh, I think Rizzerk also is kind of in that same that same alley uh, and. Uh, mm -hmm. Corey's expressed some interest in actually taking the monster parts archetype yeah, that comes true. in the book, which is oh, that's super right. cool. I forgot that. Um, yep. But in yeah. instances like this, it makes sense. Like, uh, yeah, Rizzik's busy healing. He's more interested in pulling all the bones and pieces out than necessarily crafting the items. Sure. Um, so, yeah, we'll figure that balance out. But he's busy shoving seaweed and fungus into Sil's wounds at this time, so he's not too concerned. All right, and Sil, you will rec you will see in your equipment, you now have a stealth cloak Ooh. one. It doesn't give you a bonus yet. It needs that you need to refine it up to level three to get that plus one to stealth. Okay. But start. you are wearing a you are wearing a cloak made of blood mouse and tug tug leather that has been darkened black with the tug tug ink. Nice. So cool. while Rizzerk is shoving that algae and moss and um, seaweed into Sil's wounds, go ahead and make that medicine check. Sure. And yeah, he hums quite pleased with himself anytime that Sil grimaces while he does it. Oh, oh no. He didn't well, do very that, good, though. That's a fail, so you didn't, you didn't do any damage, thankfully. Damn it. Yeah, is the is the so you got an eleven total on your on your check? Um, is the is the DC twenty on three wounds? Fifteen. DC fifteen. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Man, these wounds are deep. Um, Ow. Here, have some salt. <laughs> anybody, anybody else needs some work? Sil's gonna go You'll salt between Practon and Juan. They're nicer. You're Sorry. <laughs> Humans, they're just they're just different than dragons. They just heal different. Fair enough. Most definitely. Right. 
Try to get some pads. Oh yeah, I, I could use I could use some salt over here, and uh, he brings the the last of the pot of gumbo, and then he oh, and also I got a wound also if you want to treat that. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, I'll quickly oversalt the the gumbo. Thank you. And then and then spend the preceding ten minutes uh, doing the same thing to Rodan. Let's hope not the exact same thing. Uh, still not quite thing. good enough with a fourteen right. total. Still not good enough. Oh my goodness. Dude, the, you have uh, so much hair on your legs. How am I supposed <laughs> to do anything here? During that second ten minutes, can still do a quick walk around on this porch. Just checking things out. Absolutely. I will. Yeah, we're here on the second floor of this iron eels compound, and there's like kind of like a wraparound uh, porch around uh, a central structure. Yeah, it might be some good stuff hiding. I'm just not expecting Rizzard to struggle at healing so much at this point. Yeah, you're yeah. rolling low, so. Yeah, so uh, Syl makes her way, or their way, around. And I will go ahead and bring you over here so like that okay. you can see as you make your way on the southern side, there's three windows. Are they and boarded then, up uh, or can... No, they're oh, not boarded up. Sure. They're just, I they're can just even windows. see on the map. Some beds. Yep. And you look. it looks like you're looking into the barracks. Okay. And then you make your way around to the north side and nothing. Nothing of note. Nothing of interest. Some beds in there. I don't see anybody, though. All right. Well, let's go... Uh... Check it out. You want me to lead the way? I'm not bleeding at all. Oh uh, no, I'll be I'll be fine. Just uh, I gotta keep my shield up this time. Last time I kind of dropped everything in favor of you know swatting a blood mouse. Cool. Well, if things get too spicy, I'll fill the room with poison. That's supposed to make me feel better. It's it's just a reality you got to be aware of. I think. All right, I I can live with that. Yeah. Cool. And uh, Raiden takes up his position next to the door uh, to the hallway here that has already been investigated. And he says, all right, everybody, y'all want to y'all want to fall into to battle formation or whatever the heck we're going to do here. Yeah, uh, give me that. Give me that. Um, that marching order. Uh, how's Syl feeling? She uh, up to her normal position or is she going to stay uh, a little bit further? Syl is going to stay kind of close to the stairs, spread out away from like a blast formation just in case. For sure. Yeah, we could always uh, we could always try and try and pull people out if you want to just go in and make go. some noise and you know, we can uh, sit up and ambush or something. Juan might be good at that. He's very good at distracting if, if need be. <laughs> or he's not very charismatic but he can go in there and try to scream a bit and then dance around and see if anything comes out. I feel like he's pretty good at offending people and making them want to chase after him though, right? Very much so, yes. I say we do that. Rizzer will step a little bit out of the doorway, line of sight. Just kind of post up. That does sound extremely dangerous as hell, but if you're down with that one, I guess we can just go in there, cause a ruckus, see what comes out, shake a tree. Absolutely. So I'm opening the door, going in there, greeting everybody, and then jumping and back out. Is that the plan? Uh, so these people, 
were talking a lot of smack about you. They think you're uh, small and uh, diminutive and unable to uh, gain any attraction from the people that you may be interested in. So instead of greeting them, I say you go in there and just really let them have it verbally and then run away. Um, <laughs> just just an option. Hmm. But yeah, I heard these Iron Eels talking all sorts of smack about you. He just kind of looks back at Cell and shrugs. Uh huh. Totally. <laughs> well, nobody actually thinks I'm unattractive, but I don't mind going in there and you know giving them a piece of my mind. <laughs> all right. Open up that door. Okie dokie. All right. So. Do I just I just click it. There we go. And I'm going to pop in. Oops. All right. Juan pops in and notices. Yes, it's a hallway made of three other doors. So yep. he's just going to pick a random one here above. OK. Oh, hold on. Oh, OK. You open up that door to the north and to yes. the north. What you see is a sparsely furnished personal quarter that has seen some better days. The hay-filled mattress atop a rickety bed frame sags terribly. And there's a spittoon in the corner of the room that defies any kind of known description. The most striking thing of all, though, are the wood, the room's wood plank walls, which have been marred by graffiti of all types. The vandalism ranges from the banal announcements. You see the name Duco um, appearing over and over in childish scrawling as if someone was practicing their signature to vulgar caricatures of the royal red feathers to elaborate murals that depict a handsome eye patch wearing Gamayan pirate in all manner of epic situations fighting a giant squid, slicing through a horde of skeletons, so on and so forth. The murals in particular might be considered true art if not for their cruddy, exaggerated subject matter. Half-empty paint jugs and sticky hog bristle brushes and other painting paraphernalia lie scattered on the room. Right. Well, one, his eyes get big. Such beautiful art. I want to draw as well. He's going to just like dunk his hand in the paint and write Juan was here on the wall and then <laughs> draw like a bunch of hearts and him kissing all of the drawings. So he's just in there having a great time finger painting. <laughs> all right so we dropped the adventure now we're finger painting <laughs> yep he's just there he's forgotten the plan he's forgotten what everybody asked him to do he's on his knees he's dipping right. his finger in the paint dipping his finger in the spittoon just writing on the walls just hey. enjoying it Roten, uh, one's been gone for a long time I'm, yeah I'm, let me... I'm, I'm kind of worried i sent the poor the poor fella to the slaughter should we go check oh. on him yeah, well, I figure if, if Juan fell into any kind of trouble, we would hear the resultant fallout on account of the black powder, but uh, I, I figure Juan just kind of forgot what we were doing. Yeah, that seems fair. Right. Let's, yeah, go in here and, let's go in here and check on him. Yeah, you got this. <laughs> oh, hey, Juan. Uh, weren't you supposed to be checking out on, the, on all these doors? 
Of course, but the the, the Arjic, it called to me and I had to, I just had to add to it. It's so beautiful, is it not? He looks over it. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> I suppose we ought to, I, 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 I kind of want to go ahead and check out the, these other doors here, though, and my back's to one of them. Uh, so Roden's going to turn around and open this other door to the mm -hmm. south. Okay. Here, you to the south, you see the uh, sleeping room. So you see six hay-filled bunk beds, um, or bed bunks, line the wall of this broad hall. There, the stench of tobacco, spit, stale grog, and body odor in this room is formidable. Oh, three, like <laughs> three windows look out onto the veranda. To the south, uh, to the north, there's two doors. The one you came through and another door on the other side of the hall. All Juan sees is just more canvas. He just runs in there and starts splattering all over the walls. <laughs> okay. Is he like drawing like stick figures on the walls? More or less. He's just honestly having fun with the colors. And he's just quite distracted by the fact that there's there's no he's not sensing any enemies in there or anything hostile so he's just having fun all right um seeing him run across the hall with paint and giddy expression on his face uh wizard <laughs> turn back to sill all right so i i'm not sure what's happening but it looks like Juan's having the time of his life and his hands may have been covered in what was either uh, feces or blood um, but Seems he fifty like he fifty with him. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna go babysit. You guys coming with? Maybe just stick to the back. Yeah, we'll stick to the back. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. Yeah, Rizzer will poke his head in as well now. <laughs> All right. Are you looking in the in either of the rooms? Oh yeah, he'll he'll snake his head into both of them. Um, All right. If, are, you, are you spending time searching is what I'm asking. Uh, yeah. Well, he'll move into the doorways and seeing uh, one chick just painting away. He'll mm -hmm. go, all right. And yeah, he'll make his way into the first, uh, the northern chamber. And uh, just kind okay. of spend a, spend a few minutes really taking in what's happening here. <laughs> now, um, my, my question uh, is, Rizzerk, your, your whole thing is kind of reclaiming goodies out of uh, sort of gross waters, and there is a magnificent spittoon in here. Yeah, he notices for sure. Okay, so let's see here. Make me a perception check. Yeah, um, yeah blind GM. You got it. He looks real hard. All right, two things. The first thing you know is that under the bed, you find find a leather case underneath the mattress. And the second thing you know is that, um, that the unusual color of the paint used in... Yeah, there's something very strange and unusual about the color that has been used for the crude drawings and the signature. 
the signature that reads Duco, D-U-K-O. All right, uh, taking a real good look at it. Um, would uh, a nature check help put him on the right path of what this substance might be? No, no, you're not quite sure. Oh, that's weird shit on the walls. Uh, looking around, does it look like the paintings have been done with a lot of pride? N well, Other than what Wanjek has done? <laughs> yeah, so the, the paintings themselves are really just crude and done in um yeah just it's it's they're crudely done this this was not this was not the work of anyone who is very practiced in gotcha art all right well Rizzerk, uh i'll just kind of turn his nose up at it and leave it at that see what everybody else is doing when he's done you taking a look at that leather case oh yeah yeah he cracks that bad boy open as soon as he finds it all right. Uh, where is Syl when the, all this is happening? Syl is standing outside. I guess Sharon. Okay. It's a wall that's that Duco's mm -hmm. room. But I, I, okay. I imagine kind of checking out this new cloak that Procta helped refine. Okay. All right. So in the room is basically just Rizerk. Mm -hmm. And as you open up the leather case, you see the you see a set of cards <gasps> um yeah that's why i asked where yeah. so was you see a set of cards um these these look like ordinary playing cards um let me make a quick roll here one second cool yeah he'll just quickly count them to see how many are there because that's how he usually values a deck what you can tell is that these try to look like ordinary playing cards, but as soon as you start shuffling through them, um, you notice that the art on the cards starts to shimmer, almost like an oil slick haze, and then all the, you know, the ace, the clubs, all the suits start to form. But um, not quick enough that your eye has picked up on it. And so you see like these forms almost try to like almost like a mirage and they try to form into standard playing cards and like suits and numbers and faces, but not quick enough to the point where you you do notice it. And I am going. I think to... it's a mimic. Hmm. It's a mimic. Kill it. Two. These are valuable. I can get a, I can get three old coppers for these, even if they are defective. As the deck of playing cards, st like, start to react. It is a mimic. <laughs> and, um, inside Rizzerk's head, you hear. Ah, I guess I can't. I guess I couldn't fool you now, could I? Oh well, and we're going to trigger um, initiative. Be surprised. Classic deck of playing cards. Mm -hmm. Always trying to start a fight. Belligerent playing cards. So yeah, everybody roll some initiative. 
Well, there's a nat 20. Good time for it. And there's another nat 20. Well. All right, there we go. Well, um, you don't hear anything going on, uh, Rodin, from the hallway, because this all happened telepathically. Okay. So uh, I, yeah, I guess I will, uh, um, I think that when a stealth check succeeds, but you go before the thing that's stealthy, that you still have an idea that something's going on. So I guess I would seek around and just kind of try and figure out why it is that the hairs on the back of my neck are starting yeah. to stand on end. Yeah, the, the, that spidey sense or that noly sense. Mm -hmm. Classic hyena sense. Uh, so here comes a perception check. I guess I'm going to be looking kind of back toward the room, but it's a it's in a it's in a cone uh, perception or seek uh, actions usually. Yeah, that's not going to get you anything. All right, then I'm going to just keep on looking around this hallway here and uh, in, in fully secure in the knowledge that everything is a okay and nothing is going wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, all right, well, Wanjik, you're busy painting over there. Yeah, he's he's done with his masterpiece, though. He's run out of paint on his hands. He's taken, he's, you know, splattered it off. He's taken a step back, observing his masterpiece. Mwah! Gives it the old chef's kiss. And now he wants to show his friends. So he, he begins to exit out for a movement, and he's stopped by um, Rizurk in front of him. I don't think he can really see what's going on. Yeah, you do see a set of playing cards um, that is, well, they're not playing cards. You see a set of cards um, that look more like tarot cards that are now floating Ooh. out in front of Rizurk. Hey, look, okay. I found some magic cards. Yeah, he is definitely fascinated by that. All right, should, so that was 15, 20. You should grab Syl, actually. Yeah, I think she's all about cards, right? Yeah. <laughs> is that a conversation that they could have? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, okay, so he will he will abide and he'll he'll go Sailed my friend, we've got something cool to show you. I already... My art and something even better. I already Magical. heard about your art, Juan. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> come see, come see. He gets all <laughs> jumpy. Fracta, you too! Rodan, yes, yes! Rizark's doing something amazing. Oh yeah, let me let me check this out over here. Uh -huh. So I guess that would be probably his full full time all actions. Yeah, point out uh, is is also one action. Uh, so it would be like you would you would move, you would perceive the thing happening and I guess the last action would be pointing out. All right. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Perfect. Well, Rizurk, you just saw this thing, and it sounded menacing in your head. Cool. Uh, being incredibly old, uh, even though his skins or his scales are still quite lustrous, um, uh, he's probably communicated with something telepathically at one point or another. Yeah, that's um, likely. That's likely. Yeah. So, can he make some sort of vibe check just to see if this thing is actually hostile, as far as he can, can tell? I know there is no mechanical vibe uh, role in. 2B, well, there's but... there's sense motive. You can sense the motive of the the um, telepathic communication to see if that was hostile or not. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what he would like to do. Um, 
sense motive. Is that rolled into perception now? Yes. Correct. Yes. You, uh, you roll a perception against their deception DC. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know exactly that this thing is has ill intent. Shit, evil cards. And yeah, he will just bite the cards twice. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to be a miss on that first strike. And uh, yeah, he'll try again. And that's a natural Woo-hoo! natural 20 on the second strike. Nice. All right. So yeah, he misses once and he goes, fuck you cards. And uh, takes another big old chomp and does 16 points of, of just chomping damage. Wow. Yikes. Yeah, that's a max damage roll for you. Well done. Okay. Well, this is definitely a a major hit to to these this this thing, this entity. Sit down. All right. Um, I guess that was three actions. Yeah, sense motive. That's three. All right. Well, the uh, the cards the the cards get to go now. Mm. Okay. First action, it's going to activate an aura around it. And the second action, it is going to... Well, it's going to do second and third action. Alright. It will go right here. And as it does, the cards flurry right at Rizurk's face. And Rizurk is now dazzled. Ah, shit. I can't, can't see nothing. Gave you the old razzle-dazzle. All right. Well, Syl, you just heard Rizurk saying, fucking cards, and then, um, oh, shit, I can't see anything. What? Cards? Juan, you didn't tell me there were cards. And Syl will run in, briefly glancing over their shoulder into the room Juan was painting and say, oh, yeah, good use of color there, uh, before they run in. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so appreciates art. Thank you. Uh, it's a very, you know, busy parent kind of comment. So running in, I see these beautiful cards. And I will try to grab them. I just feel like Syl can't help themselves. They want to grab these cards. Uh, athletics... So I suppose dropping a the knife. Um, oh, that looks about right. Nat one. Oh, hold on. So, um, mm-hmm. Mr. Roden, on a, gra- a grapple check, when you critically fail a grab, what happens? Uh, so either, and it, uh, I believe this is your foe's choice, your target's choice, either you go prone or it can choose to grab you. Yeah, I'm going to use a hero point. Uh, Have you ever been grabbed by a set of cards? Maybe. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see what happens here. Yeah, we're going to use up that hero point, because this is important. And that's going to be a miss. Okay. 
as this deck is flying through the air. Mm, very frustrated. I will try to smack at these with a, my now empty hand. Well, the, that'll be it with the multiple attack penalty. Right. The Thanks. grab. Yeah. And that will be a mess. Yeah, I can't bring myself you... to damage these. They're too pretty. All right. Well, Procta, you are up. You heard all of this thing that's going on. Yeah, so she's very interested to know what is going on inside because she heard, um, like, wands enticing people to get in to see the paintings and then see something even better. And then she heard uh, Rizerk just say, like, grunt and, like, attack and then... So she's, she just goes inside the room. Um, and so she does see this uh, crazy flying deck of cards all over. So I think that what she's going to try right now, instead of attacking, she's going to see if she can recall knowledge on this thing. Okay. Nice. Great choice. And so give me a crafting check, or what's your what's your lore? Uh, let's see. Cult lore. Uh, no, just Cult. crafting check. Okay. All right. So she concentrates. She's uh, sixteen. Uh, not quite. You're not exactly sure what this thing is. It's um. It could definitely fly, mm -hmm. and it, you don't think it can really speak any languages, but um, based off of what you've gathered of how Rizurk reacted, you can, you're can you fairly certain that it has telepathy, but that's, okay. that's about it. All right. Well, the last thing she'll attempt to do, because she's not quite sure what this is, and she's just going to give it the stink eye, so... Cast, she will cast Evil Eye. And so okay, we'll need to do a here. will save. Yep. And that's going to be a failure. Nice. nice. So the deck of flying cards is now going to be Frightened One. All right. And that's practice turn. Killer turn. Back up to the top of round one. Um, all right, you have vision. You have vision of this thing, and this thing has vision of you. Uh, before you start your turn, Roden, I am going to have you give me a will save. Absolutely. A massive seventeen on that will save, and you are fine. Nothing yeah. happens to you. Yeah, this does seem like a perfectly innocent, sort of benevolent uh, deck of cards here. Um, I'm going to uh, stride into the room and jump atop this bed here in an attempt to reach uh, this set of flying cards. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to then sink into Mountain Stance uh, and give myself that powerful status, status. Uh, and then I'm going to do a flurry of blows on this thing. And I say, uh, I'm going to deck you. Okay. Is, are these non-lethal attacks? 
Uh, these are going to be non-lethal. I'm not going to try and kill these cards because... <gasps> oh, what oh, the devil? Yeah. Okay, I'm very glad that we, we clarified that ahead of time because I just rolled two natural 20s on my flurry of blows. That's awesome. Oh, so Jason, I've, uh, I'm afraid I've not turned over the dice god luck to you. Um, oh, hold on. Don't get ahead of yourself. Okay, please. Tell me. Because uh, this thing is immune to non-lethal. Oh, hilarious. All right. Let's see how much damage it would have been. I'm, I just want to see how much damage two crits would have been. That is absolutely wonderful. Thank you. I am so sorry. No, absolutely hilarious. So I would have done, if, if I had been able to do damage, I would have done 46 points of bludgeoning damage to this deck of cards. Turns out, though, I'm playing with these kid gloves, and that is uh, that is my last action of the turn. You guys just see me like just walloping these things, but you know I'm punching them as hard as I can, and they're they're going flying, but they're cards. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, this man. thing that you are certain, certain that this thing should have taken damage, um, but there is something special about these cards. And it turns out that it is immune to non-lethal attacks. All right. And you guys observed me just flailing at it. Uh, so you guys know now the same thing. Chef's guess moment for a GM right there. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. Absolutely uh, brutal. Yeah. It was, uh, and the, the problem is, is that had, <laughs> had um, we've not had this non-lethal conversation before, you would have been like, wait, why is he asking me if these are non-lethal attacks before I roll damage? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You've, you've been playing the long con to get to this moment, my man. <laughs> but <laughs> you would have, you thought nothing of it because Absolutely of... Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely. I got God, and it's beautiful. I, I missed out on doing 60-some-odd points of damage at level one. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Wanjik, you need to make me a will save. Sure thing, yeah. After that... Uh fantastical display it's very fun um we'll save is it uh, public okay yeah pop yeah absolutely we're gonna get a 19 and that is a success you are a-okay <clears throat> bada bing bada boom all right so my question is is there any way Juan could get his rapier kind of snuck between the wall and sill here yes so, um okay. i i would say that you can strike at the at the entity okay. but it will have cover okay because um, you're doing it kind of around a corner type situation yeah yes yeah one is just kind of pinned in the hallway it's a very small room and everyone's going to in the room sill is right in front of the doorway so one's going to just try to pierce at the cards noting that don't his, ruin them. So, uh, no, I know. There's no choice. <laughs> There's uh, one action to grab his rapier, and he noticed that Syl was trying to grab him, and watching Roden just flurry of blows there, he's thinking, oh, he's trying to catch them. <laughs> so he's going to try to pierce one, kind of skewer it with his rapier. Nice. All right. Uh, so one action to take out the rapier. Mm -hmm. And we're going to just do a nice... Uh, Pierce here. No, no, he's not. Rolling a natural one. 
All right. And you've spent your hero point this session, right? I have not, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, but is it worth it to spend it is my question. Um, eh. Eh. That's kind of how I feel. I think, I think I'm going to hold off on it, and I'm just going to try to pierce it again. And it's... All right. Yeah. Sounds good. One just kind of stabbing in there. And he's getting another natural one. So we got two natural 20s in a row. Wow. And then I'm going to get two natural ones in a row because that's just one's luck, apparently, in this in this session. Wow, you're living up to your namesake. There you go. Yeah, right? Yeah, so let's, um, let's go ahead and say please do not buy a lottery ticket tonight, Sarah. No. I, w- I will refrain from doing that. <laughs> and you all ju- yeah, describe this this uh, <laughs> this comedy of errors to the rest of the party. Goodness. All right. So, yeah, Syl missing, trying to grab the cards. And then we had Rodan just like flurrying, trying to connect to them. And and Juan is just like, OK, OK, I got it. I understand what everyone's doing. So he pulls out his rapier and just stabity, stabity, stab, stabity, stab, 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 and just misses the cards as they're just kind of floating around his rapier point. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Rizzerk, you are up, and I need a will save from you. Yeah, no problem. Oh, right. You, you're fine, too. Oh. Everybody's fine. This uh, this aura seems to be doing nothing. And uh, I'm still dazzled, eh? Yeah, yeah. So the dazzled condition just means that the... All creatures are concealed, too. Yeah, the targets are concealed, and mechanically, what the what that means is that you need to make a DC five check before you target it at all with any kind of attack spell or anything else. Cool. So, um, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, with my ancestry feats at level one as a dragon, I didn't take scent, so I don't have that to back me up at this point. Uh, so yeah, I'm just gonna try and bite him three times. All right, so. Angry. So do a, D, D, a D20 first to see if you get, get the DC5 or not. Is that a perception or just a flat bounce? Just a flat DC20. All right, you're good. You can attack. But not target one chick, but we'll instead target <laughs> the cards. We're still start, somehow frightened. fighting at it. Yeah, they're somehow frightened still, so... Is that a function of evil eye? Yeah, it's the evil eye. So yeah, that is a hit. Perfect. So yeah, he uh, clamps down once. Three points of right. piercing damage. All right, and that, and you manage to skewer some within in your teeth. Perfect. Still seeing more fluttering about, like a dog. Yeah, there's more fluttering fly. about. Yep. Yeah, there's still like, more like fluttering. Like a dog trying to catch a fly who will chomp down once again, seeing that this is working. And that's going to be a miss this time. Uh, he just kind of grumbles and let me just make sure. Yep, he's going to try once more. All right. Fucking cards. Hmm. Okay, and that's also going to be a mess. It's a good try, but uh, negative five will get you. All right, and as the as the card set of cards turn uh, begins, you are no longer dazzled now. As 
you can kind of think of it as like a, a waterfall when a, somebody who's really like a magician when they're flurrying the cards and you're doing that like arc. Yeah. And it's now like that now the cards are all full of butterflies or baths. Yep. And now all the cards are back into a deck. And this thing will let off a telepathic communication to Rizzerk once more, saying, I was just waiting. I was just waiting for my master to come back. And it will go ahead and <clears throat> it's going to cast. Does Rizzerk get a retort mentally in this moment? Sure. Yeah. If you can do it real quick. Yeah. yeah. I'm your master now. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Alright, it will go ahead and Yeah, it's going it's gonna strike at Rizzerk. Hey, it actually hits. And we'll deal Rizzerk four damage again. Just catching the, the thing right in between your your scales. And Ow. then it will do that. Well, it can't actually move, can it? It no. would have to tumble. It would have to tumble through. This cards would have to tumble through our, our various uh, party here to move. Okay. Well, it can't do that. So it will continue its assault on your dragon friend and miss. And then it will do it one last time. And miss again. Its back was literally against a wall. Dump cards. Well, we will pass the turn to Syl. All right. And first things first, make a will save. Okie dokie. Switch this back to public. All right, and you also make the will save. You're just fine. Yeah. Syl is very curious what these cards are, so they are going to try to make a recall knowledge. Did you say crafting? Is that right? Yep, crafting or any other kind of specific lore. Mm, okay. Do you, have, do you have card lore? I don't think so. Let me double check. No. Okay. Uh, All right, no. I don't have any lore. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Yeah, I remember. Okay. That is that. That's not going to do it. Um, yeah, so, again, it's not much that I can give you that you don't already know. Clearly awesome cards that will be mine soon. Uh, and then I will shout at the cards and tell them that they better stop fluttering around or they're going to get ripped up to shreds and that will do me no good and try to intimidate them. Okay. Oh no, that wasn't scary at all. And you've used your hero point for the yeah, session, haven't the you? the cards can tell I don't want to hurt them. Uh, yeah, let me double check and see if there is a critical failure on Demoralize and there is not. Okay. Okay, and then I, I'll stab at the cards. Unfortunately. And that's a hit. Six damage. And this thing will fall. Scylla's going to very quickly start collecting these only slightly damaged cards. 
I'm sure that's how you describe them. Hey, I found those. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, finders keepers. Yeah. Okay. Do you want some mud to hold them together? It's kind of magic. Uh, I think I'll make do. I'll fix them. All right. Okay. Well, you got yourself the some monster parts for this thing too. Oh. Ooh, what are those? Ooh. We collect them. Well, you can you spend ten minutes gathering monster parts, and you can get seven gold pieces worth of slashing so weapon slashing armor light perception item skill items and the skill items are lore fortune telling lore gambling occultism performance and stealth So when we're getting monster parts from this deck of cards, uh, that's playing a game of 52 pickup. <laughs> hey, there you go. I think I might have eaten a few. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was I was wondering, actually, if the damage that you got was because they got stuck between your teeth. More or less, that's how I was picturing it. Oh. N- nothing punctures a dragon's scales. Not cards. Yeah, yeah they're the just... Card- the only the only avenue of attack you have for a dragon is the is the popcorn shell technique for sure. So, if you wanted to do that perception item, um, you would have enough for a level one perception item, which doesn't give you a bonus, but um, you're you're on your way to it. And need to get to level three to get that plus one of perception. And then we'd still have. Uh, yeah. So you have four. You just picked up. So we'd have one. You left just picked over. up seven. So you'd have one gold point, one point worth of monster parts to spend onto something, spend into something else, for, or invest into something else. For story reasons, do you mind if I keep that one gold piece of monster items for uses? Hey man, you can you can keep all sure. seven gold pieces for what I care. Yeah, this this is uh, this is your whole stilo. If if cards is your thing, cards is your thing. I'll make do with one gold piece. I don't want to steal the perception item from the party. Yeah, the lore functionality on it may also be handy or, though. Yeah, so, good call. I don't know if we want to rush into the perception. Jason did say it's not easy to do, but just because of that, we shouldn't really rush into it. You know, we can mull it over a little bit. There's not a whole lot of magic items in Pathfinder Second Edition that that give you bonuses to perception that's that's the that's just the this is one of the ways to do it mm-hmm. and one of the ways that's like easily available to everybody to do it so yeah um Rodin does have the worst perception out of the group boy howdy so he could do that or he could start stacking Rizark with perception because hmm. he has the best and just really make that really good it's yeah. only gonna get better well Sil's gonna find one gold piece worth, which I'm going to decide is two playing cards that haven't been mm-hmm. damaged too much and take those. Which cards? Uh, I don't know. I don't think or, they actually wait, this have... Is, yeah, this isn't an actual deck, yeah. right? Yeah, this is... Um, uh, if you want to... As you're spending like 10 minutes gathering the parts, and if you want to spend another 10 minutes refining, I will give somebody an automatic success on Recall Knowledge. I do want to know more about the cards. All right. So this 
is so that you can you guys have, will have ten minutes if you want to start refining them for something. Um, this is what's a rare creature known as a living divination deck. It is a soul bound construct, meaning the soul the soul of something has been bound to this deck. Um, you saw its attacks, its melee attacks, its ranged attacks, its waterfall attacks. The aura, which you know, was a sealed fate aura, meaning that the any creature that starts in its vicinity has to make a will save. And this is really cool. Um, if you succeed, you're unaffected. And you're immune to the aura for 24 hours. If you fail... You are immune to all fortune effects. That includes hero points for one minute. Brutal. If you critically fail, you become immune to fortune effects for 24 hours. Wow, that's brutal. Yeah. Wow. So you, you cannot spend hero points, meaning that you can't spend them to survive death either. Yikes. Hmm. That could have been bad. Lucky, yeah, lucky we all got away from that one. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, rather than refining, I feel really weird just going room by room and taking little breaks. Let's uh, let's finish clearing this top floor and then see what else we got. Sounds good. Sounds, sounds all right to me. And uh, Roden would like to lead the way unless somebody else wants to. No, you got this, just big like, guy. All right. Then uh, he will... Uh, we should we should uh, probably do an actual search of this southern chamber, though the, the place that John Wick uh, so so uh, beautifully vandalized. Okay. I'll take this time to stand next to Juan and let them let him tell them about the beautiful art they've done. He's done. Yeah. So go ahead and make me some some blind GM. Perception checks. Yeah, I'll move into that room as well. Juan is just marveling at his art. He has no interest in searching the room. He's just waiting yep. for somebody to make a, a nice comment about it. Oh yeah, Scylla's <laughs> all over that. Uh, Alright, well, Rizark, <laughs> as, as we've established just a couple minutes ago, Rizark with the best perception in, on, in the party and you, you you couple that with a natural 20 on that roll, sir. You find Ooh. that uh, the room itself doesn't have a whole lot, but there you did find in hidden underneath the mattress in under in under the bed in the northeast corner is a pouch. And you taking a look inside that pouch? Yeah. All right. Inside the pouch, you find tiny sapphires and a set of thieves' tools. Your keen adventuring eyes will tell you that the sapphires are worth 10 gold pieces in total. Oh, oh man. Guys, we're going to be rich. <laughs> yeah. How many, how many cracked compasses would you say that is? Oh man! In current market rate, with the increase of storms off the course, coast of Saragaba, um, like 46, 47 compasses probably. There's a real influx amongst the scavengers. Yeah, I was just thinking, uh, uh, probably a mile of muddy string, you know, 
somewhere oh, in there. Yeah, it, it's not a good, not a good economy right now. But dude, this is great. Found some shiny rocks. And anybody need thieves tools? I have some. What's the thievery bonus for you guys? Um, Sil has a plus seven. Uh, right now, a minus one. And if nobody what? speaks up about the thieves' tools, Rizzer immediately pockets them. He's not one to debate if somebody doesn't want something. Mm -hmm. One has a plus seven as well in thievery. All right. You want to? Should we stack up one with a? Uh... With the thieves' tools as well, so like that you can aid. Yeah, you That's want these one. Probably not a bad idea. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of sure. He he thinks of them as a prize. You guys are praising him for his art, mm -hmm. so this is a like very a gold nice gift. sticker. Yes, and he is very very thankful. He bows to all of you. Thank you, my friends, and he's just all happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I really love this artwork, by the way, Juan. I didn't have a chance to say it until now. I love the way that you you had little stick figures, but they got real big, plump, juicy lips. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and you, yes. you used that really unusual paint. Um, I couldn't quite figure out what was going on with it, so hopefully that's not going to like make you grow tentacles or anything. <laughs> yeah, we saw that happen once. Uh, Rizzer, go proceed. <laughs> All right, and with that, may the party never end. Pathfinder is property of Paizo Incorporated. The Jewel of the Indigo Isles Adventure Path is property of BattleZoo and Roll for Combat, copyright 2022. The theme music is used with permission, written and performed by Winches and Rogues. Check them out on Bandcamp and Facebook. All trademarks are property of their respective owners. 